0: with us right now. It's Mike Jezoshek. Mike, uh, you are the uh, host of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, and you are found on the web at taxsavingspodcast.com. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thanks for having me. All right. I don't know that I need to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you this anyway.
1: What do you talk about on the tax savings podcast? <laughs> yeah, you, you can imagine. You yeah, But we actually dive into a lot of different things. And, and really, the goal with, with the podcast is to just bring awareness to the tax strategies that are out there. So we're talking about tax strategies, tax saving tips. But we also kind of deep dive into you know accounting tips and just sometimes just talk about general business knowledge that we see a lot of our clients or a lot of our listeners struggling with. So yes, overarching idea of the, the podcast is to talk about tax, tax savings tips, but we also dive into different areas as well.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and so what would you say, Oh, here's a great question, all right, listener. All right, what would you say are the most overlooked or the most underutilized among the people that you normally communicate with tax strategies or you know, just basic like how we operate the financials of our business or how we operate our business where it's like, guys, you are leaving money on the
1: table. Yeah. I think one thing that, that always comes to mind is this idea of maximizing deductions. And whenever I say that to somebody, the first thing they think of is, oh, so you're going to tell me I need to go out and buy a car or go out and buy a new computer, which I don't need either of those, but I need to maximize <laughs> deductions just to just to reduce my income. And we're saying, no, 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 that's not what we're talking. We think about maximizing yeah. deductions. What we're referring to is actually moving items from after-tax to pre-tax dollars. So taking spending that you're already doing. And how can we find a business purpose for it and bring it into the business? And so when we talk about this, I like to kind of give this idea of, of when, we, when COVID hit. Let's say you're a W-2 worker. COVID hits, you're sent home. And now you're working from home in your home office using your internet, your heat, everything else. Maybe you went out and bought a new desk, and new computer. And you made that move and all of that spending, you get no advantage for you don't get any deduction for that home office. You don't get any deduction for that computer because you're a W-2 employee. And so as a W-2 employee, you kind of have this gross wages or you know what your what your income is. And then you have all these taxes taken out, and whatever's left over is your take home pay. And so we call that after-tax dollars. That money, that take-home money you receive has already been taxed. But when we flip the switch and say, okay, let's look at this as a business owner. And here's where we have a great advantage as business owners. But when we look at this as a business owner, we have income and we have all of these expenses that go into it. And then whatever's left over is our profit. And that's what we get taxed on. So that home office that we have, that computer that we bought, that desk that we bought, all of those are tax deductions to us now that we're business owners. So we move that spending from after tax spending into pre-tax spending. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. And so when we talk about maximizing deductions, that's the core concept that we're talking about. We're not talking about go out and buy, spend a bunch of money that you don't need to spend or things on (laughs) things that you don't need. We're saying, no, let's look at the spending that you're already doing. And how can we take some of that spending, find a business purpose and bring it into the business? And so that's what we kind of start with as a core idea. And when we look at different tax strategies around that, let's Let's say hiring your kids in your business as an example. Mm -hmm. This is a great way where we're doing that type of shift. You know, we might be paying for basketball camps or sending our kids off to amusement parks with their friends or whatever it might be. And that's typically we're going to spend after-tax dollars to do that. But let's say- Not in my household, we're not. (laughs) I love it. And see so that's 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 huge. My, because my my kids are
0: fully capable. I can give them jobs to do uh for for the company. Thankfully, you know, exactly. we can, we can make sure that that's 100%. Yep absolutely in align with the you know rules and guidelines, make sure it's everything's ethical and upfront. But yeah, I mean, if they can provide tech support, if they can provide office stuff, paperwork, like any of that stuff, it's like, yeah, I'd rather the company pay them than me pay them personally have to pay tax on all that money.
1: Yeah, and so Josh, what you're doing there is you're taking after-tax dollars, money that you're gonna use to support your kids or send them off to uh, you know basketball camps or whatever it is, but now you're getting a business deduction. Because you found a job for them to do within your business. And so, again, that's just kind of, again, playing off of that idea of after-tax versus pre-tax dollars. So, you know, I always say as a business owner that that is the simplest, easiest way to start. Every time you're swiping that card, whether it's business or personal, think about it. Like, is there a business purpose for this? Yeah. Should I be taking all this or maybe at least a portion of this as a business deduction? And then going from there as as far as, as items go there.
0: Yeah. All right. So that one's a no-brainer. It's and here's the thing, right? You got to keep clear delineation on that stuff. Like, do not mix. And and by the way, if you are spending personal money on business stuff, yeah, I mean, obviously, don't do it the other way around, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't buy personal stuff with your business. Like, do not do that. Um, but similarly. Like you gotta those are two separate entities and and those need to be accounted for. Like you're gonna get yourself in big trouble. Like th- this is this is pretty novice stuff that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, that th- that one's a no-brainer. Okay, so let's assume that we're spending money out of the right buckets and that you know, that sort of thing. Um, where do we go from here?
1: Yeah. So what we have or what we talk about on, on our podcast is is kind of two different t- types of tax strategies. We have core tax strategies and core tax strategies are things that, you know, whether you're making $5,000 a year or a million dollars a year, these are tax strategies that we can implement. And then we have advanced tax strategies. These get a little bit more advanced. They're more for high income earners or those that are maybe selling a, you know, highly depreciated asset or something like that. So when we look at these core tax strategies, what we kind of call our core core is this idea of an S corporation and an S corporation is a way to help minimize or reduce the amount of self-employment taxes that a typical business owner is hit with. And so an S corporation is something that we often will gear a client towards once their business is ready for it. And so an S corporation is just a tax election. You're electing to be taxed as an S corporation. So let's say you're set up as an LLC or a corporation, you would still remain an LLC at the state level. You're just electing for that LLC to be taxed as an S corporation. And so, you know, this is when businesses get to a certain amount where we say, okay, you're at that mark where it makes sense. Let's start looking at an S corporation. And now every business is going to be different. So we kind of want to look at your specific scenario, but generally stating we're saying, when does an S corp start to make sense? Once you hit profit of $50,000 or more, then we're traditionally going down that S corp route with with a potential client. And we kind of call this our core, core tax strategy. So, you know, client comes in. Some listener comes in the first thing we're saying is, okay, where's your business at? How are you organized? What type of entity structure do you have? Are you a sole prop LLC corporation? And then we're saying, where's your profit at? Should we look into this idea of an S corporation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so generally What is the, uh, is there like a dollar
0: amount where you're like, yeah, you're probably, it's, you know, once you hit this amount, it's probably going to make sense because, you know, filing S-corp taxes are going to cost a bit more. There's a little bit more to it. Um, You know, it's a whole separate entity and stuff. And so you want to make sure that the tax savings are going to offset the additional cost just for preparation, organization, that
1: sort of thing. Right? Exactly. There's kind of two main downfalls or costs involved with an S-corporation. First one is that separate business tax return. If you're a single member LLC you're used to filing kind of a schedule C on your personal return, with an S corporation we have a completely separate business tax return which adds more complexity and typically costs uh, its own separate fee. So there's a cost involved there. The second piece is you actually have to hire yourself as an employee to your business. So when you decide to be an S corporation you need to pay yourself as of the owner a reasonable salary. And so the cost to kind of run payroll, there's some cost there. Now we would always advise using a software just to kind of make that piece super simple. Oh yeah. But there's going to be some some cost there. So between those two costs, the two downfalls, that's why we typically say once you hit about fifty thousand dollars or more in profit, that's when the S corporation starts to make sense. Because by that point, you far your tax savings are going to far outweigh those added costs for that business tax return, that added cost for that extra payroll. So fifty thousand dollars or more is when we say that's when we're going to look at an S corporation. Under fifty thousand dollars, it's not necessarily going to hurt you, but traditionally we say let's hold off, let's wait. But there's one key aspect to that. In order to be an S corporation, in order to elect S corp status, we have to be set up as an LLC or a corporation. So one thing we always tell people to do is let's get that entity structure set up. Let's get an LLC set up, even if you're not ready for an S corp yet, because what happens if we hit June? And your business blows up. You know, you're like, oh, I'm only going to do $30,000 in profit. And now we're in June and your business blew up. With no LLC, we can't do S corporation. We can't backdate that S corporation. Mm -mm. If you have an LLC opened up, now we can backdate that S corporation to the beginning of the year and you can see those savings uh, throughout the year. So we always say, those are some stepping points. those starting points that saying, let's get some of this in place. So when you are ready, it's just a plug and play into mixing in these different tax strategies.
0: What are the main advantages to, to, uh, I mean, by the way, setting it up in an LLC in most states is insanely easy. It's insanely easy and it's very economical. It's not, not going to cost you that much. Um, what are the main advantages of going when you go, let's say someone's working as a freelancer um, and they're like, okay, well, you know, I'm up to, you know, fifty eighty thousand $80,000 I, you know, pulled in as my little side hustle. You know, I made some good money. Um, when should I put that into it? When should they say, oh, okay, I definitely need to uh, go LLC at that?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously that's that's more of an attorney question, but just coming from, you know, what we typically see yeah. and what I would advise someone to do is, you know, once you know that that business is going to be something substantial, you know, if you just have this wild idea of, hey, I'm going to start doing this side gig thing. I don't know what's going to do. I don't really know what I'm even doing. You know, <laughs> maybe you don't, maybe you don't go with an LLC yet, but once you know that income's coming in, 10,000, yeah. 20,000, you have money coming in, not only, you know, just by doing an LLC, provides no tax savings. An LLC alone provides no tax savings. But there's other legal benefits that an LLC can provide. And it also sets you up for the opportunity to utilize tax strategies within that LLC. So Mm -hmm. I typically say, once you kind of know like, hey, this business is legit, I'm I'm making money from it and plan to continue to make money from it, get that entity set up right away so that it's, it's just there and ready for you. And like you mentioned... You know, setup costs are pretty reasonable, ongoing maintenance of them, not too bad either. So, yeah. you know, as long as you're making some type of money, it normally makes sense to just kind of spend a little bit of cash to, to be able to get that LLC rolling. Agreed. Um, So to our friends that are,
0: um, you know, that that they're running successful companies, you know, they've got, you know, maybe a bunch of independent contractors, um, you know, and they're, they're doing well. Um, What are some, you know, over the past couple of years, when you're talking with someone like, let's say it's an agency owner, maybe they're doing maybe 200, $300,000 a year, maybe they are set up an S Corp already. What are some of those tax strategies or tax savings tips? You're like, man, look into this, look into this, look into this, because I find that those go underutilized.
1: Yeah. you know Some of the main ones that we look at is first off, understanding this concept and implementing this concept of maximizing deductions. The thing is, is, is we talk so much about tax saving strategies and, and doing all these different things. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's great information. And then they go back to doing what they were doing, not not implementing those strategies. So the first thing is, is sit back and actually spend some time on tax planning. Once 1231 hits, most of that opportunity is save taxes gets thrown out the door for that year. And now you're going into the next year. So set some time aside to actually do tax planning. But when we look at the actual tax strategies, you know, we're looking at our core tax strategies, those things that we're saying, regardless of your business size, these are strategies that are available. We're looking at the S corporation. We're of course maximizing deductions. We're looking at, doesn't retirement plan make sense in your business? Do you have employees? Do you not have employees? Do you want to put money away to retirement? Do you not? How can we implement and maximize that if you do, you know, we're looking at hiring our kids. That's one of my favorite strategies. I don't think there's, you know, one easier strategy out there. And, and a lot of people yeah. come up to me and say, like, I, I run an online, I'm a lawyer. Or I run an online consulting business. What can my 10 year old do in my business? And I say well, a lot, <laughs> you know, sit yes. back, strategize, think about things that they can be doing. So hiring your kids is, is a huge one. It's a way you can get a business deduction. Your kids likely or very likely do pay no income taxes on that. A great shift of income. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look at Augusta rule, 14-day home rental rule. Yeah. How can we rent your home to your business? Um, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of strategies that we're digging into, you know, kind of utilizing, taking advantage of travel. Are you going on family vacations? Are you visiting places? how can we wrap that around a business and turn that travel that you're doing every day into a business expense? And so, you know, it's just really, you, you have to be strategic with it. You know, just saying, Hey, I want to do tax planning and sit down and spend an hour. You're not going to do tax planning. We have to dig a little bit deeper, but it also, this stuff isn't that hard. You know, this stuff is that this stuff, take a little bit of time in, implement it, make sure you document it. You know, you can't kind of talk about hiring your kids, document everything, keep receipts, write on it, write the business purpose, have that documentation, file it away. You may never need it, but if you do, that work's already done. Um, But take some time to do that and and start to implement these strategies. And that's where you're really going to see that value and really kind of see that tax bill lower. Yeah.
0: And, you know, on the subject of hiring your kids, um, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, it's like, even if they're 10 years old, are you producing social media content? Are you producing video content? Can they help? You know, can Indeed. you involve them in the production? Um, you know, you could even, um, you know, again, I'm not a tax person. I'm just telling you what I've heard. But uh, your kids can model, you know, your kids can, you know, be in your social media content. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that you can do. Um, you know, just, you know, Google it up, you know, you know look for ideas. But look, if you're going to, you know, if, if let's say you were going to, Pay a thousand dollars in kid expenses over the course of a year you're like, Well, could I hire you know my teenager?' Uh, to do some stuff instead and let them pay for it. You know, they got a job. Um yeah. and I think the uh, isn't it I don't know if it was or it was at one point like six thousand dollars, I think is the uh, for minors or for um under isn't there I I don't I I and I don't know if that's a per state thing or what well, it wouldn't be but I don't yeah, know yeah from
1: a from federal level you can pay your children you know up to twelve thousand dollars a little bit well, over that up to twelve thousand dollars and they're gonna pay no income taxes on that on that money now you're hiring them in your business and so you know, the other cool thing that we like to combo with this, and and, and you're right, Josh, when we talk to, to new people that are saying, hey, I want to hire my kids, 60% of those people come back to me and say, there's nothing my kids can do in my business. When we get done with that conversation, I haven't found a business owner yet that we haven't found a way that we can bring their kid into their business. It's just digging deeper, you know, digging past the surface level where you think, you know, you would hire somebody. But yeah, that number is $12,000. You can get a business deduction up to $12,000 from a federal level. If that's all the money they're earning, they're not paying taxes on that $12,000. You know, the other cool thing that we like to combo with it, because other parents say, well, I, I still want to support my kids. You know, I want to pay for their basketball camps or I want to, you know, pay for their amusement trips or whatever. And we said, great. Well, how about now that they have earned income because they're an employee of your business, why don't we start to fund a Roth IRA? You know, one disadvantage to a Roth IRA is that you get no tax deduction going into mm-hmm. it. But if you're not paying any taxes, you don't need a tax deduction. So why don't we kind of start to fund that Roth IRA since they now have earned income? The other cool thing about a Roth IRA, a lot of people say, why would I fund a Roth IRA? My child's 10 years old. That's going to be sitting there for years and years and years. Well, it'll grow a lot, but guess what? Let's say you do need that money. Cool thing in the Roth IRA is you can take the principal out. So if you put $20,000 into a Roth IRA over the course of say 4 years and then they get to college and they need $20,000 for college savings or whatever it might be, we can pull that out penalty free no questions asked because it's a Roth IRA. So, you know, that there's different strategies that we might combo with just that idea of hiring your kids phenomenal. But if someone wants to like kind of expand on that even more, now we're going to say okay, let's let's utilize a Roth IRA for some or all of that money that you're paying your kids as much as we can, if that's something that interests you, they might, they might retire with three, 400, $500,000 in their retirement account, all from funding that you did $10,000 when they were 10 years old into that account, you know, so that, that it's just kind of digging deeper in that. Awesome. All right. Mike, just uh, uh, pronounce your Jezoshek. Jezoshek.
0: Sorry about that. Uh, and again, um, your podcast, which right now you can just, you can search right now, you can go to taxsavingspodcast.com. Uh, or again, you could just search uh, in, in your podcast directory. You could search for tax savings podcast, small business tax, tax saving podcast. You can find your podcast. Um, did I miss anything, Mike? Is there anything else that you'd recommend people
1: look into? I mean, we could talk all day about tax strategies and everything we we could, but I'd say check out the podcast. The best thing we do is we do a blog post along with every podcast episode. So maybe if you're a reader, you like to read this type of content at least, go through our blog posts, go through our different podcast episodes and say, hey, this is a topic that makes sense to me. And I think just by going through some of that, especially before you're in, some things are going to start to click and you're like, oh, you know, that's a strategy I can implement. And guess what? We still have time. Or that's a strategy that I want to do next year. You know, start to dig into this, start to make tax planning something that you do every year. Instead of thinking about senior accountant in, you know, January, February, March, that's just taking tax return. That's just taking information and sending it to the government. Required by law and important. But that's just taking information and sending it off. Where we should be focusing, where business owners should be focusing their time first, is throughout the year. What strategies, what things can we be learning and implementing throughout the year so we can go see our tax accountant? We know already that that tax bill is going to be as low as possible. Yeah, awesome.
0: Mike Jesisek, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, again, tax small business tax savings podcast. Thank you so much, Mike, for joining us.
1: Josh, thanks for having me. It's been fun.